Come in with connection, intention, and purpose. Innate, we trust for today. Yo, real quick, Dr. Nash, I wanted to open this up real quick before we dive in deep, okay? Good. So this, Dr. Brett Jones, he had like, you know how they did like the little flashback thing on Facebook um, where it like shows you a post you did a while back. Anyways, he like commented on one he did a while back and it says, as a service to humanity, I help increase the expression of life force in all things living. I facilitate the natural ability for the body to heal by removing blockages of energy and restoring communication to the innate wisdom residing in each and every one of us. I am chiropractic. I saw that this morning. I was like, boom. I love it. Dude, same. So, wanted to start, start off with that. Set that intention for today. Just, I am I am, I am a human being, not a human, human doer. Doer, right? Human doer. <laughs> I'm not a human. I'm not a human doer. I'm a being. Human being. Whatever you want to manifest, right? Yes, sir. All Light, day, every day. Healing, facilitating, whatever, man. I kind of have something cool. Uh, so this comes from Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life. So, yeah. Um, so he, he says it like this. So leaves change, leaves change more quickly than trees and trees more quickly than forests. The leaf, when perceived, might blind the observer to the tree. The tree can blind him to the forest. What do you think about that, Gabe? Want to read it one more time? Yeah, yeah. So it might be a little deep for uh, 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. So, uh, I didn't double think that one. So leaves change more quickly than trees, and trees more quickly than forests. The leaf, when perceived, might blind the observer to the tree. The tree can blind him to the forest. So I think that's, to me, um, it's really easy to get fixated on, like, the, the small things and lose sight yeah. of the picture, right? Like that's like at very face value. That's what I get out of it. But uh, that, yeah, when you read it that second time, it definitely clicked in that way to get focused on the, not only the little things, but then you lose sight of the, the bigger picture. You lose sight of the big idea of what is going on around you. And when I think about like a forest or a tree or different things like that, like you, if you're focusing on those little things, you oftentimes lose sight of the beauty that's around you. Because while a leaf is beautiful and while a tree is beautiful in their own way, like that forest as a whole is a whole conglomerate of just like nature entirely. Um, and if you lose sight of that, it's, it's very easy to focus in on things that really don't matter. I, I think that's like a pretty good analogy for not just like the way we view health in society or like society's been like attacking health, right? Like it's, yeah. it's been viewed as like a battleground that like 
physicians need to battle against disease when disease isn't like like it's an entity right and right. even larger than that like as you know as like human beings how we're viewing you know our our territory like the world right like we're we're we, i feel like in a in a global sense we lose sight of how connected we are to like the forest right like right focused on just like ourselves as like the leaves and we even lose sight of just the tree of life and like the tree is a part of the the grand forest of a cosmic being right so in a way i think like that that disconnect really causes a lot of problems and like the solutions are to really not to add more but to like remove you know stuff from the being and like be able to yeah that larger picture and that larger uh that larger viewpoint so yeah the biggest lesson that i learned that from was actually weightlifting um because so oftentimes and you you know this too like so oftentimes you'll get guys that go out there and they'll lift six seven times a week and it'll be like either hundreds of reps or you know just trying to do too much at one time and, and within the space and where i really found myself get like the best results was when i simplified and i simplified it down to just like okay here's some core like core lifts that i want to do to be able to um you know, focus on specific areas that actually apply to me and not get too caught up in, in all this, that, and the other thing. So simplifying it down to be able to recognize, okay, like I can get caught up in the next best supplement or the next best like lift or the next best like thing. But when you simplify it, like Bruce Lee talks about, like when you simplify your life, you get way better results and way better intention. Two, connection, intention, and purpose, right? Oh, yeah. Connection, intention, and purpose, bro, for sure. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, even talk about weightlifting too, man. I mean, even if your goal is to, like, let's say your goal is really superficial and you really want to get bigger biceps, are you just going to work out your biceps and nothing else? Like, is that just like, the, is that the only route to, is that the Some best? People just do the curls for the girls, man, all day. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess you can do that, but – uh. Yeah, I think it's the evidence is pretty clear that uh, that training regimen is not going to be effective, right? Like right. you gotta you gotta train your whole body to to be able to like inherently adapt to stress and like there's so much more to just growing muscle than just really working on that one thing, that one yeah. movement. And yeah, it, I think that the evidence of that just like that philosophy of the leaf, the tree, and the forest. Like you can apply it to just about anything and your results yeah. are that much more powerful and really well, solve a lot of issues that, uh, you know, health wise, right? Like that's, that's like the medicine. That's what medicine is really founded on is really trying to take care of the leaf when you're yeah. not even looking at the tree, let alone the forest of like how to, you know, mental, mental health, right? Like, yeah, that's a forest thing. Like, what are we doing with our forest? Yeah. How are we, how are we treating the forest? Like, how are we, why, why are certain parts of the forest getting more light than some? And why are some, you know, not getting enough water? You know, like, just literally, like, that analogy to me just speaks volumes. So, I really well, I like think it. it even pervades into the entire system. There's not only a disconnect in, in the way that it's being cared for, but a disconnect between 
I guess you could say the specialists, right? Because we have all these specialists and we have all these people that are geniuses at their desired portion or organ, I guess you could say. <clears throat> Without taking into account its effect on any of the other stuff. Like you look at the baby aspirin. Take a baby aspirin a day, which might, might be good for the heart in, in their eyes. But then we look at stroke, blood vessels outside of the heart itself. It's not good at all. You know, like it instantly takes away everything that's supposed to be foundational there. I, I can't remember the exact quote from Sigafoos, but he says something along the lines of like, how ridiculous does it sound that like, you know, everybody, <clears throat> like all heart disease is due to a lack of aspirin. <laughs> then we'd be coming out of the we'd be coming out of the womb with a heart disease. <laughs> out of, yeah, you know, are we supposed to be born with bottles of aspirin in our hand? Like, yeah, man. Don't you know that's where health comes from? I guess so. <laughs> that's the solution, man. I guess, but uh, I don't know. That that's something like I think that's a hilarious and b like once you once you say that to somebody, it's like yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like why? Mm. I don't know. Um, why do we do what we do? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things where, like, um, did we talk about this last time or just, like, maybe not, but um, we talk a lot about, like, ear infections and different things or just allergies in general. Do you have your lymph nodes and, like, abnoids and stuff? Uh, I actually – I was unfortunate enough to have my tonsils removed at the age of four. You did get them removed. At the age of four. So and I did have uh, allergy problems up and through from the time I was, like, maybe 14 to, like – Yeah, so you still had issues. That's whack. I know, right? Dang. First – yeah, that freaking sucks, bro. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but I was going to say, like, we touch on it here. I, told, I was talking to somebody the other day. I was like, okay, how many, how many organs do, do you have to remove to be healthy? Like <laughs> – it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, right. But it, it, so it sounds so weird. It's like, how many organs do you have to remove to be healthy? Yet we remove organs all the time that aren't even the main factor for it. It's just where we reside. So and I've already kind yeah. of said this before, but like, we're born with living functional organs in our body. 99 mm -hmm. times out of 100. It might be one yeah. where somebody is born right. with uh, some you know, reduction in, uh, you know, regardless, you know, most times we're born with healthy organs, right? How does a healthy living organ get to this point where it needs to be removed? What's, what's wrong? Mm. It's not alive anymore, right? It's dead. That's why they need to remove it. Right. How does a living organ die in a living body? How did you get to that point in the first place? Yeah. I mean, what's, what's the difference between that organ right there and that you know, other tissue next to it? Why is you know, mm. the life force cool. into that? I love that. that yeah. Right? Yeah. So, Man on the bench, just yeah, like Didi talks about. What What do you think is like? I mean, we can talk about COVID too, but like, what do you think is like the biggest leaf that we focus on today? Mm. Biggest. We can talk about COVID, but that's such an obvious, like, cliche thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess like you know, just from you know, just like thinking about 
day-to-day life and how people view health, the biggest leaf I feel like is if, I think it's almost got to be pain, right? Like if you're not, if you don't have pain, you're healthy in a way. Like, so true. Um, you know, from symptomatology, like even if like people are having like, I hear, I mean, all right, this is pretty anecdotal, but like even just hearing like, you know, I'm thinking more functional, like, yeah. Going to the yeah. bathroom, like like uh it's pretty normal healthy to be regular like pooping every day right like yeah stories of people who like oh yeah i poop like like once a once a week or like once every five days type stuff and is that healthy because they don't have pain some people would argue yes but like in a way uh, i feel like pain's like the one of the biggest benchmarks for what health is for a lot of people and society in general that's so true We'll have to talk about the brain body diagram on here one time. <laughs> I just see Leilani's like a little yeah. tough to hair right there. <laughs> spoken through. <laughs> um, that's so true, man, because like if people if people are in pain, they don't register that something's wrong, which like A is like we want pain to figure out if something's wrong. Like I'm not saying we have to take that out of the body or anything like that. No. But the function of the body, yeah, the function of the body is where it kind of comes into play. And so many people, they, and I talked about this with Dr. Erica a little while back, like, she was, she she was one of the girls who, like, she worked out all the time, like, she's not obese or anything like that, like, she ate healthy, by all means, she's healthy, right, but, like, her functionality of her body wasn't, and she wasn't necessarily in any pain. But functionally wise, like something wasn't working right. And that should be the benchmark. That's our par, not necessarily. Did we talk about this like a couple episode, episodes ago? Like we compare sick, sick to sick. Like it's like, oh, I'm not as sick as somebody else. So then totally. I'm healthy. Yeah. So we get, we get caught up in that game. Well, I don't have back pain, so I'm healthier than that guy. Yeah. Meanwhile, you might be losing flip. Uh, life force to your kidneys and I mean unless you have kidney stones your kidneys don't really hurt like you don't have like yeah or like your thyroid like if your thyroid isn't working thyroid doesn't elicit pain yeah painful thyroid right so that's true um that is like it's a useful tool for our body in a way but like only 10 percent of our nervous system is even dedicated to nociception so pain pain receptors which is for obvious reasons, right? We have so many other functions mm. to, to regulate and maintain in the body that pain's just a very small portion of the spectrum. Yeah, we're we're focusing on that little thing that's not yeah, even a that leads. huge part of the nervous system, that 10% of the entire forest. Yeah. And I think I like what Sigafu says too, since you brought him up earlier. Mm. He talks about like um uh, when he adjusts somebody, especially like he used the mid back as an example, um, and the nerves that flow through the heart, like T one to the T one to T four. Man, I'm too close. Out. I'm too far removed from school already. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna study that marriage chart. But he's when he adjusts somebody there, he's like, man, your heart really needed that, like, you know, and just kind of changing patient's perception of pain. Like, oh, I didn't really have any pain there but like my nerve does go to my heart and that's not something you want to be 
having your host came to your heart, right? Totally. And I mean, you know, the, in the grand symphony of our body, the orchestrator, the brain, right? Like, why would you, you know, would you like basically put a, a curtain over certain functions of that orchestra so they, they don't understand the symphony? Like, yeah. I mean, why would you put that over any part of it? especially important parts like your heart and your your liver right like most people don't understand the significance of the liver but some would argue that like if you actually understand the functions of the body liver is one of the most important organs of the entire entire system yeah it's one of the most important it's also one of the most regenerative yeah it's right really cool how you like you can remove a portion of your liver and it'll regenerate what's that uh, epigram uh at school uh Depends on the liver, right? I forget what the first pattern. Oh, uh, how does one live? It depends on the liver. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That one's that one's a super clever. B hilarious. I always love that one because it's like right before you're about to walk out on the Brady. Yeah. Oh, is life worth living? That depends upon the liver. Yes. Boom. Yeah, you you uh, read that thing. You walk on the Brady, and you're like in. Uh, some deep smoke by a car. <laughs> <laughs> or almost smoke by a car. Did you ever hear about how Brady Street used to be the one way and then they switched it to two lanes at one point and it just like confused the mess out of students so they had to switch it back to one way? I heard they're switching it back to two way. Again? Yeah. Fools. Yep. About to do a whole lot more accidents there. Yeah, you know. Glad we got out of there. Got to use Skywalk. You uh, you ever see anybody driving down the opposite way on Brady though? Yes. There's a there's a big handful of people <laughs> still down the down the wrong way. And uh, like, the closer you get to the Skywalk, the more dangerous it's getting, right? Because right. pretty blind, and you you can go you're going like forty up that thing. Most people, I mean, most, a lot of people go like sixty. Yeah, they're flying. Yeah. Is life worth living depends on the liver. And if your liver is not getting full life force, then what's going on down there, man? Totally. Um, I had this other kind of cool part out of 12 Rules of Life. So 12 Rules of Life is by Jordan Peterson for everybody that doesn't know. He's a – I think he's MD, but he's also like a – he's just like really down-to-earth guy. That just like, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, they kind of describe him as like a cowboy early in the mm. book. But – um. So, in his own book, he describes himself as a cowboy? No, one of, like, he has, like, a foreword that's written by somebody <laughs> Oh, I got you. <laughs> but, yeah, right? Like, it, I was going to say, like, hey, that's how you do cowboy. Yeah. Um, but there's this little, like, I have, like, stuff highlighted that I like. So he has this part that says, emotion is partly bodily expression and can be amplified or dampened by that expression. And then he goes into, because you're not only a body, you're a spirit. So... Standing up physically also implies and invokes and demands standing up metaphysically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I just read that type of stuff in Becoming Supernatural by Dispenza. Hell yeah. He touches on the same thing. Like your emotions have that. that they're linked. They're and, not disconnected. And uh, Five Rings by Musashi. Um, Part of the 
he, he kind of talks about like uh, spirit's huge in that so mm-hmm. and embodying the spirit of the thing itself is what he says a lot so that really is like uh, a way of him like talking about your being right like uh, kind of like your principles and what you stand up for but also uh, your spirit is an extension of um, not like an energy field around you but in a way it kind of is like kind yeah. of like your, like your perception right like you're perceiving yourself as like a larger you know stronger not not person but uh what am i trying to say forest yeah forest i guess yeah but forest in a way like that's that's what's really important and that's how you can like you know you you have people who are i mean and you know thinking more of like in a fight right like um really like you hear about like it's not about the the size of the dog in the fight it's the size of the fight in the dog and that it's it's a similar concept where um it's that inner strength and that uh that's where you really you divine or you can define fortitude in a way right Um, do you think you can embody the spirit of chiropractic or is it more of an embodiment of the spirit of the life force would you say i mean i almost think they go hand in hand like almost hand hand. you know what i mean um yeah maybe that's a cop-out answer but i that's that's one I, thing that bj always talks about is it's not a it's not a modality and it's not like a it's not a healing art it's like a it's like a way of life or like a. I, that's the best way that i could really even describe it um yeah well i I've, well part of what made me ask that is because you touched on like the spirit being made of principles, right? And we have a lot of principles in chiropractic that we adhere to. And, and that's why I asked that, because I think we can embody that both one and the same, especially if we're adhering to those principles then. Yeah. When, you know, you have those instances where like, you're always like uh, manifesting what you're, or you're always able to like kind of perform what you're subconsciously thinking or doing. Like I always say, like if you've ever been driving and like you're like going like on that autopilot mode, you're like yeah. you just kind of like snap out like whoa, I've been like, like twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, like where am I at? And like in a way, that to me is like super powerful because you know that's you know you're operating on a level that you know you you obviously like subconsciously know you're driving and you put a lot of hours into it, right? Like you just most, by, by this day and age most people who are by the time they're 27 they've been driving for a while so yeah um to me like having a mental attitude in a way that like even if you're struggling with like self-doubt and stuff like that to really just like really like tr- try to like trick yourself or just like keep telling yourself that, like you're not you know, you're not a weak person and you, you have, right. and like, just like all those like positive things, you eventually start embodying that. Like you, you start literally metaphysically start expressing that in a way that like, even though you're not um, actively trying to manifest that, like you are subconsciously doing that at the same time. You got to build the belief. Right. When you build that belief and it becomes ingrained in you. Yeah. Even like, because they have the studies on like, if you just smile, like you just, you have physical and emotional changes that start to present itself, even though like you're not laughing at anything and maybe you're not even like happy. 
But if you just start smiling throughout your day, then it, it has that change, which is astounding. I mean, that's a huge piece of evidence. I mean, like, if you can do that with smiling, then what else can you do? Yeah, and um, you know, mistreating yourself has a lot of consequences. Like, mm. there, there are a lot more consequences to beating yourself up and to really being hard on yourself than what you might really give credit for. Right. Because, you know, it's, it's just a small thing at that time, but it really can have that, like, compounding interest of just, like, wow, I, you know, I feel like I have no worth because I didn't clean my apartment today or, you know, just, like, little things that are just, like, man, I just, I really treated that person, like, not the way I should have or I knew I was in the wrong there. And, like, I just, yeah. stuff like that can really eat at your soul in a way, so. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even, like, both of us just starting practice dealing with patients, like, sometimes I can, too. You, you start to take on attributes of maybe their life or, or their stress and stuff, and while you – and you just can't, especially if you're trying to be that, that lighthouse, you can't. Yeah. It's easier said than done, honestly. And uh, kind of going back to what you were saying when you asked me between, like, you know – chiropractic and uh was it life force yeah how did you word that yeah just like the spirit of chiropractic or yeah spirit of life force so there's uh frederick he's a german philosopher frederick starts with an n not even gonna try to pronounce it he said (laughs) i'm not even gonna try not even gonna try that he says he whose life has a why can bear almost any how and I think that yeah. really embodies chiropractic. I think that right there is like, you know, if you're a chiropractor, like that really like, you're really in it for the service of your fellow man and serving out of a place of love and doing for others what you would do for your greatest loved one. That's, that's the power, right? Like that's, yeah. really, that's really embodying what chiropractic is. And it doesn't have to be, um, through every adjustment, right? Like you don't need to just, that doesn't happen through just adjustments. Like that mm. just comes through, you know, even interactions you have with people, you know, at, in the line getting coffee, you know what I mean? Um, and I'm not saying I'm perfect. I say that a lot, but like, I always have stuff that I can work on. I know that like, I have my own uh, vices in a way that like, it, I'm not using them as like a crutch, but um, in a way, my why like allows me to bear those those tough times and like those yeah times, right so um, yeah no that's huge I love that quote because I heard that I first heard that quote actually from this guy who had done it was like fifty so he did fifty Ironmans in fifty days in all fifty states wow yeah he's actually called Iron Cowboy <laughs> so Iron like is yeah. that Tony Stark seriously freaking might be um he's his story is wild man like toenails falling off like passing out going through hurricanes like damn yeah keep going dude he just kept plugging and and that was his main quote like he uh he who has his wife can bear almost anyhow totally Uh, that stuck with me because like yeah you and i both know like opening practice isn't easy talking to patients isn't easy especially when like you want so much for them and sometimes they might not want them for themselves. So 
totally. Um, you can't like really underestimate that power of vision and direction, right? Yeah. If you got if you got vision and you have a direction that you're moving with that vision, that's power right there. Like yeah, like that guy, man. Um, in a way that you're gonna have you you have those mental battles that are that are tough that you're gonna have that self doubt, but as long as you have that that why behind you with a little bit of vision mm. and direction, dude, you can move mountains with that. That's, yeah. that's the stuff that uh, you can really make some really long lasting changes with people. And it's not going to be everybody. And you no. have to like, you're perfect. You to be dude. Okay with that. Yes. Oh, shoot. I got to find it really <laughs> quick. Cause that's, that's really, really good. Um, I might have it right here. Cause That one kind of works, but, uh, oh, there it is. Okay. I got it. So, um, Carl Rogers, have you heard of him? No, I don't think so. Uh, so he's a, another psychologist. So he said he believes it's impossible to start a therapeutic relationship if the person seeking help did not want to improve. And well, I mean, shoot. Yeah. Hippocrates said that way back too. Got to be willing to to take away what made you sick in the first place. Right. And, you know, it kind of goes off of what we were talking about earlier this week, too, with, like, you know, you, you, you know, in a way you can lead somebody to, you know, he lead a horse to water, but you can't make, make him drink. And like, yeah. that's, that's exactly true. Um, I think that's going to be, like, our catchphrase of opening an office and just tell every student that, man. <laughs> happens a lot. You seriously can. Like, I – I just can't even say it enough, man. Like, oh yeah, go. Oh yeah, time's up. Okay, all right, brother. Hey, right. uh, what was I gonna say? Good fighters. Connection intended purpose. Fire. No, wait. Thoughtful Thursday today. I'll, <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>